Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, have you ever found an ADHD dissolution that worked so well that you wanted to shout it from the rooftops? Well, our family recently learned the brilliance of DBT as a treatment option for ADHD, and it has been a game changer. Now, during this episode, Dr. Jackie Wolfman and I talk about what DBT is, its dialectical behavior therapy, why it's a brilliant treatment option for ADHD, and what to expect when considering it for yourself and for your team. We talk about the components of DBT treatment and how they fully support the teen and family, the four modules addressed during DBT, which are mindfulness, interpersonal effectiveness, emotional regulation, and distress tolerance, why DBT is brilliant for the ADHD mind, and encouraging parents to learn DBT skills along with their children. Now, Dr. Jackie Wolfman is a Harvard-trained clinical psychologist who has dedicated her career to helping young adults struggling with anxiety, trauma, impulsivity, and relationship difficulties. Dr. Wolfman is the founder and director of Village Psychology, a private practice providing evidence-based therapy groups and programs to young adults and helping them find relief from suffering and creating lives they truly love. With a background in the arts, Dr. Wolfman combines creativity and innovation with a strong grounding in science-based training. She enjoys bringing young people together to learn to manage their emotions, improve their relationships, and increase self-compassion. She is a DBT certified clinician by the DBT Linehan Board of Certification, and you can find her at villagepsych.com. But before we begin, I wanted to share a word from our sponsor. Now, one thing I know for sure is that we cannot make good decisions when we're in a state of overwhelm, fear, anger, or some other strong fight, flight, or fawn emotion. And that includes finding treatment options that work for our family, our unique families as well. That's why I depend on experts like nervous system educator, Krista Bevan. Krista has created a truly brilliant course to help moms like me and you regulate our nervous systems that tend to run on overdrive with ADHD. If you know you need some help in the emotional regulation area, it's that's an executive function that is often challenging for ADHDers. Check out her foundations course. It's designed for what she calls cycle breaker moms, but the content is brilliant for ADHD moms too. It has honestly been a game changer in my own life. I'm a course participant and I love the way Krista teaches in a way that my ADHD mind can understand along with easy steps to implement while what I'm learning into my everyday life. Now you can find all the deets at bit.ly forward slash VDM dash radical mother dash foundations or you can find the link in the show notes. And just so you know, I only recommend and allow sponsors that I have personal experience with, and Krista and her courses are the real deal. So check out the course and enjoy this episode with Dr. Jackie Wolfman. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Mm -hmm. 
Well, hey, Jackie, and welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you today as well. Yes, yes. And I'm, I've been really, we'll get into this, but DBT is something that I would love for all of my community, all of our listeners to know about. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily something that is shared or brought up as a, as a uh, I don't want to say treatment option, you know, for ADHD, it's, it's really like lifestyle. Mm. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so super excited. Now, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you chose this particular path? Sure, absolutely. So um, I grew up in a blended family, so lots of different relatives, lots of different personalities and siblings. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I think growing up, I was often the peacemaker. And at one time, you know, my mom said to me, oh, I think you'd be a great therapist. And I was like, oh, definitely. I'm not doing that. No, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that my whole life. I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Um, but then sure enough, uh, I found my way into the profession. Um, and um, through doing so, I gained experience working with um uh, adolescents. And I, I kept finding myself working with adolescents again and again. So I'd be working with right. teens and then I work with adults and then I'm back to teens and I work with younger kids and then I'm back to teens. So I really felt drawn to working with that age group. Um, and then I was working actually at a, um, inpatient, uh, facility for a hospital for, mm-hmm. for kids and, um, worked with a, a young woman who had been self-harming. Um, and I really, really loved working with her. She was, really fun, smart, passionate, um, and, you know, was struggling a lot. Um, And so that really inspired me to learn more about this behavior and what were some treatments? How do you actually help somebody who's doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what led me to DBT. Right. Okay. There's always a path. (laughs) There's always (laughs) an experience. Okay. So what exactly is DBT? Sure. So DBT stands for dialectical behavior therapy. It's actually a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it combines individual sessions with um, what's called skills training, which we usually do in a group format. Um, And it was really first developed to help people who were at high risk for harming themselves, who were Mm -hmm. struggling with problems in multiple areas, um, and has since been applied to many other types of difficulties. Um, And so, you know, sometimes people ask, well, what's the word dialectic? You know, why is that such an important part of the treatment that that's the name? Um, And a dialectic is really this idea that we can have two opposites that are both true at the same time. Mm, Okay. And there's a lot more I could say about that. But the main dialectic in DBT are skills and strategies for acceptance and skills and strategies for change. So DBT really adds this acceptance piece uh, to the therapeutic approach. Yeah, you know, so many things I want to ask you about. (laughs) Okay, so you said that it is it's it's a type of cognitive or the 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 CBT. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us what the CBT is? Sure. So CBT is a type of therapy that helps people with their their thoughts Mm -hmm. um, as well as their behaviors. And CBT traditionally is very change focused. So helping people change, make the changes they want to make in terms of their actions as well as their thinking patterns. Um, So DBT certainly does that as well. Um, And we add the piece of acceptance. 
Um, so validation, mindfulness, really understanding uh, and accepting how things have been and how things are. Right, right. And I love that distinction between CBT and DBT. Mm-hmm. The acceptance piece is huge, right? Because we're not just trying to change the thoughts, right? We're accepting the thoughts because we can't, what I know, and I teach like the, the heart of what I, what I, what I teach is that your thoughts create your reality, right? Cause your thoughts, mm-hmm. you have a thought and then you have feelings and then you have actions and then that's your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but if we're just trying to change the thoughts and trying to change the behavior, then we're kind of resisting. We're resisting what is, mm-hmm. you know? And I, so I, I love that acceptance piece and, um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the non-judgment too. I think, did you talk about the non Did you just mention the non-judgment? No, but I was thinking it. So you read my mind. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's that, huge too. You talk it, about it that. Is. It is. Yeah. And that's part of why I think the acceptance piece is so important is that if we only focus on change, it can feel very self-critical and like, yeah. there's, you know, there's so much wrong with me. I, I didn't need to change at all. Right. And, you know, I shouldn't be acting this way. I shouldn't be thinking this way. This is bad or makes me a bad person. Um, and so the non-judgmental aspect of mindfulness is a, a skill that we uh, teach and practice. And as a, as a DBT therapist, I practice it myself, right. um, where you're really starting to notice when you're having a thought that's judgmental and name it as a judgment so that you can understand this is a judgment versus let's say a fact, right? right. This is a thought that I'm having. Um, and then eventually work to let it go or to describe what it is you're trying to say in a non-judgmental way. Right, right, right. Um, so, so important. If I had only known all of this, I mean, I didn't, I didn't learn about thoughts, you know, like we, we, we believe our thoughts, like we're just that's kind of not that we're taught that, but that's just the way of life, right? When we, when we grow up, we have these thoughts and they're not necessarily real. You know, I, I go back, you know, the, um, the work by Byron Katie, I always go mm. back to that. Like, mm. is it true? Mm. Is it true? You know? And so, yeah. so amazing to be able to teach our young people. Cause like I was saying earlier, if only I had known about you and DBT when I was um, in college and in my twenties, man, the twenties were turbulent. And um, yeah. And if only I knew that, Oh, and, and here's the thing too. I've been doing this work for, um, for going on seven years now. And I still have to remind myself every single day. And sometimes a hundred times in a day that, oh, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that, that judgment and accepting too where I am, I'm having a feeling, I'm having a feeling, and this is just the way things are. You know, the, like, like I said, the resisting, the what is, is not, we get more of the same, you know, and, and we tend to amp up those or, or keep them going, keep the, the emotions going. Absolutely. And telling yourself not to think about something just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. (laughs) And we know too, with, with thoughts and feelings that, you know, uh, there's a time and a place to avoid them. And the longer we do that, that can backfire as well. Right, right, right. And you had mentioned, um, something about how, 
um, about ADHD and mental health and kind mm. of the um, the overlap there. Um, can you talk a little bit about about the? And I know that you're not you, you're you specialize specialize in AD in uh, in uh, in DBT, mm -hmm. but um, can you talk a little bit into the the uh, you know why it would be very helpful for to have the DBT skills with for someone with ADHD? Sure. So I you know so when I'm working with people in DBT, they come for help with different types of things that they're struggling with. Right. But I would say the common factor is some sort of difficulty with emotion regulation. Yes. So that could be, you know, anxiety, depression, rapid mood changes, feeling numb or empty, impulsivity, risky behaviors, or any combination of those. Right. Um, and so in that list, you know, you can probably hear some overlaps with ADHD. And certainly many oh, yeah. people I work with have that diagnosis and have struggled with uh, symptoms of ADHD as well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's hard to tease apart, right? Is yeah. impulsivity because of traumas, because of ADHD? Is it, you know, more of a mood disorder, right? And-, and it, Oh my gosh, the <laughs> tangled web yeah. of, of all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And so um, a lot of the skills, and I can go through, you know, and share if it would be helpful, the the, the four modules of the skills that we cover in DBT. Yes, please. Um, but a lot of those skills, I mean, you know, are really helpful for dealing with emotion dysregulation and impulsivity. Right, right. Yeah, that is definitely in the, the uh, when we look at executive function that we have difficulty with that managing the, the emotions, I almost feel like I could deal with and I know that when I'm able to deal with my emotions, that I'm better able to focus and organize and like all of the other things. But really, for me, like that, that really should be number one. But yeah, tell us a little bit about the about the skills of four areas. Sure. So so yeah. So there's four modules of DBT skills. Um, the first is mindfulness. So this is the core DBT skill. So this is this. These are the skills to learn and practice above all others. Right. Um, and so these are skills for being able to focus your mind where you want it to go, mm -hmm. um, as well as skills for increasing awareness, both of what's going on around you and also internally thoughts, feelings, and sensations. Um, and what, one of my favorite quotes about mindfulness is, it, it sounds simple and it is, but mm -hmm. it's not easy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so for example, you know, a, a mindfulness practice might be notice sounds for 60 seconds, mm -hmm. right? Which is a simple task, notice sounds. Right. Um, but then we, we start to do that and we notice how hard that is just to focus on sounds, right? Right. For 60 about. seconds. Right. <laughs> it's a long time to focus <laughs> on like sounds. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And so, right. And we're noticing, oh, I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch. I'm thinking about something I wish I hadn't said 10 years ago, you know, or whatever, right. <laughs> whatever's coming to mind. So, there's um, the mindfulness practice, um, again, with the acceptance, isn't saying, oh, you can't, you, your mind cannot wander. That's not okay. That's not what we're saying. Right. We're saying, we expect that your mind will wander. That's what minds do. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, see if you can notice your mind went somewhere else and gently bring it back to the task, whether it's observing sounds or something else. So right. there's a strategy um, and tools that you can use when that happens. Well, and that the whole thing with mindfulness is that in, in, in meditation, which is a different thing, but it's not, it's not about being, having a blank mind or focusing just on the sounds for 60 seconds. The practice is bringing your mind back 
that's the practice. Exactly. Exactly. And I think another misconception is that mindfulness is all about feeling relaxed. Mm, Right. Um, And and sometimes that happens, right? You do a breathing practice and you feel calmer and that's terrific. Um, Or you're just bringing your attention to the moment and you can kind of let go of thoughts about the past or the future. Um, But really mindfulness is about um, practicing being present with whatever is there. Right. And sometimes that's Acceptance piece. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love that. That is also when, when I was um, seeking out support, um, the, uh, the DBT over the CBT, that mindfulness piece, I'm like, cause you cannot make a change unless you're aware, <laughs> unless you're here. Right. If you're, if you're, you know, 10 years ago, like you said, or if you're, you're thinking about tomorrow, you're not here. And you can't make, you can't change anything back there and you can't changing anything tomorrow. You can only do it here. Mm. Yeah. So that mindfulness, uh, mindfulness piece is, um, is huge. And okay. So what is the, what's the next piece, the next skill? So the next skill is interpersonal effectiveness. So these are skills for relationships. Mm. So they're things like maintaining relationships, um, asking for what you want, saying no and keeping self-respect. And so these are strategies, of course, everybody can use and benefit from. Um, And really relationships have so much to do with how happy we feel and satisfied we feel in our lives. And that's why I think it's such an important module and set of skills to focus on. Yeah. And that, um, that interpersonal, um, the, um, the skills, that is also something that, um, that people with ADHD often really struggle with is the Mm -hmm. social skills and friendships. I actually, we, um, I uh, just today, actually, um, a uh, an episode um, came out with uh, with our mutual fa- friend um, Holly Blanc Moses, and um, but we had this whole conversation about social skills and friendships. And so, okay, mm-hmm. there's number one mindfulness, like bringing our back our ADHD minds back to the moment, and the the interpersonal skills as well. And and I, you know, we we I asked I asked Holly lots and lots of questions about that, and it makes sense of my entire life. So again, I wish that I had known you, but now I do, right? Now I, now I have the, now I have the knowledge. So, okay. So what's the third skill? So the third module of skills is emotion regulation. I really Mm -hmm. love this module. There's a lot of information about our emotions, what they are, and with a real focus on being able to identify them and really mm-hmm. understand why they're there, what they're doing for you. Like what right. good are they anyway? Right. Um, which can be very helpful for understanding your own reactions to things and being more compassionate towards yourself, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then there's also skills in that module to change the emotion when that's what you want to do. So it's mm-hmm. not always the goal, but sometimes right. you do want to change the intensity of it or how long it's lasting. And so the emotion re- regulation skills can help us to do that. Yeah. Again, bing, bing, bing. Number three for ADHD, right? Okay. And what's the, what is the fourth one? So the fourth is distress tolerance. So these Mm -hmm. are skills for when you're in a crisis situation or a stressful situation where you can't solve the problem right away. You can't fix it. Um, And you don't want to do anything that's going to then make it worse, right? Something maybe impulsive or um, something along those lines. And so Mm -hmm. the distress tolerance skills help us to get through and even do well in those types of crisis or stressful moments. Um, A lot of those things are things we usually think of that come to mind when you think of coping skills, Mm -hmm. whether it's distraction, self-soothe. 
And then there's also skills in that module for accepting reality mm. as it is, right. um, and skills for when the crisis is an addiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, is that is part of the distress tolerance? I, I, I've um, I'm familiar with the with the uh, the the urge, the wave, the um, mm. how do you what how do you say it? The the wave riding the wave yeah, riding the wave. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and another another great i mean so many great all four of those skills brilliant for adhd and can help us in so many ways again it's these are their skills like there's not anything that's going to make it go away and we don't want to right i mean we're human we are we are we have emotions we're you know we, we have 50 50 we have you know half of half of what we experience is you know desirable half is not and mm -hmm. that's okay but that's it's part of being human i think that's the that's the the journey of the human right is to is that full circle accepting you know that what is so that is brilliant yeah. so um so how how does the dbt work like how does it how 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 would someone do um if they were interested how would they how would they go about it sure so if you're going to do comprehensive dbt it's called where you're doing all aspects of it you would have an individual dbt therapist with skills coaching okay. and skills coaching um, means that you have access usually to your individual therapist in between your sessions mm -hmm. um, for short coaching calls with the idea there being that um it's one thing to learn the skills in in your group therapy sessions right. but it's another thing to be able to use it in the moment that you need it and so that's yeah. what the skills coaching is there for to help people generalize and apply the skills so you can contact your therapist and you know there's a, a protocol but you basically tell them a little bit about what you're going through what your goals are and they may give you some coaching on how to use a skill in that moment right um so anyway so that's the skills so it would be individual therapy with skills coaching mm -hmm. um and then you would do skills training which is what i've been talking about in the um uh, the DBT groups where a DBT group is in some ways is a little bit more like a class than other mm -hmm. types of group therapy, because we are going through the curriculum of those four modules and teaching a different skill each week. And there's homework practice. Right. And then for comprehensive DBT, your therapist also needs to be on a consultation team, mm -hmm. meaning they meet with other therapists to get support as well. Right. Right. I really love that whole it's not just about skills it's the whole support system which is what we need right i mean we can we can learn all day right that's what most of us do we take in information but it's mm. at the actual actually putting in putting it into practice with support that's beautiful so exactly. how can these yeah go ahead I was just going to add also if um, if the if you have a teen um, adolescent in DBT, there's also often a parent component right. where either you're doing the skills training group together with the teens and the parents and what's called a multifamily group where everyone's mm -hmm. learning it together. Or then some programs will have the parents have their own skills group and the teens have their own skills group. And there can also be you know family therapy or parent guidance as well as part of the thank you for sharing that piece because i think that is huge so the the you know the the uh the thought is so you know let's say i'm sending myself or i'm sending my teen to um to dbt to do dbt and how many how many weeks is it usually generally 
It depends on the program. If you're yeah. doing outpatient once a week, it's usually 24 weeks, which is about six months to go through all four modules of the DBT skills. Mm -hmm. The research on outcomes from DBT is um, typically from a year of, a year. of okay. DBT, but then yeah. you there's different types of programs that are more intensive and you might get through it a lot faster. Right, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but the, uh, the parent support, <laughs> because when we have kids, who have these bigger emotions it's um it's uh, it's hard it, it's it's challenging to raise teens anyway to parent teens anyway and then when we add the big emotions or the you know the self-harming or the suicidal ideation then it's mm -hmm. it's really it's difficult <laughs> it's oh and gosh, there's yeah. a there's a um there's a tendency to feel really isolated like that nobody really understands what you're going through so i love that you added that piece because it's kind of a it's a whole package and it's supporting the family as well as the the, the teen um yeah, yeah. I, and i i'm a big fan of group therapy in part because yeah. of what you just described that for parents, uh, for teens, for any age, you know, you have the benefit of learning the skills, which is what we're doing in the group, but you also get the benefit of seeing that you're not alone in your struggles, which is yeah. really powerful and, and um, therapeutic for having self-compassion, for feeling less isolated, which is something yeah. we all need right now. Yeah, I think uh, for both, for the teens, for the teens and the families, you know, for the teens who feel like I'm looking around and I'm seeing everybody else is coping, but I'm not, or everybody else is happy and I'm not, you know, right. what's wrong with me? So it is, it's, it's helpful to see that. And it's interesting too, um, is the, uh, you know, sometimes the thought of group is like, oh gosh, you know, I'm going to have share my emotions or no, I can do it myself, but there is such power in a group. And, and I didn't until I started doing this particular work that I that I teach now. Mm. I always did it myself. I'm just going to mm. do it myself. And then I started about seven years ago doing um, doing groups like, oh, my gosh, there is because you're not necessarily you're not always you're learning from the uh, the facilitator, but you're also learning from each other, you know, and sometimes the facilitator could be saying the same thing every week, but you're hearing it from another parent or the child is hearing it from another kid and that's when they're hearing it. So yeah, what absolutely. It's groups just, are it's brilliant. just lands differently. It can be yeah. So how can these skills that that you're learning in DBT, how can they be integrated with other other strategies? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, I know that there's a lot of different approaches to working with ADHD and, and these are skills that you can employ and practice on a daily basis in, mm -hmm. in conjunction with other things that you might be doing. So that could be um, committing to a, a daily mindfulness practice where, mm -hmm. again, for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, you decide you're going to pay attention to one thing and when your mind wanders, see if you can notice it and bring it back. Right. So that's something you right. can do with anything else that you're doing yeah. um, as well. And a lot of the skills are are like that as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's a lot of skills in DBT mm -hmm. and people end up are my I encourage people to try and play around with different ones, see which ones work for you, keep at it. And then and then people will then kind of select the ones that are most helpful to them. Right. Right. OK. And yeah. I really like the um, like the uh, the kind of requirement. Is this what 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 is for you too? That the requirement the requirement that when you're going through DBT in this group this group format or what did you call it the 
the um, DBT comprehensive comprehensive oh comprehensive DBT yeah mm -hmm. that having a therapist that is um, specifically trained in DBT is also huge because we know I have I have myself <laughs> I've been I've had many many therapists um, and they not, didn't they not didn't necessarily weren't necessarily able to help me in the way that I needed the help like the DBT for instance and I, I hope I said that in a in a lovely way. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, right, exactly. So there's time there's times and situations where it really is very helpful to make to have your DBT, your individual therapist, be trained in DBT, especially because then you can talk about the skills that you're learning in your group and how you're applying them to the specific goals that you're working on. Right. And there are different approaches that have different um, a priorities and, and that's fine. But then if, if this is something that you benefit from, it can be really helpful to have people speaking the same language. Yes. Well, that's exactly it. That's the, the, the language. And I know there are lots of acronyms and just the, <laughs> yes. the model is, um, is, uh, it's helpful. And I think, you know, with the ears perked, oh, oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> so, um, so, we talked about the um, so the group for the for the uh, the child or the 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 young adult too because you work with you work with college students and young adults. Do I the, do so. Yeah, I, tell me about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I, I have um, DBT uh, skills groups specifically for college students, which mm -hmm. often includes people enrolled in college, taking a gap year, maybe on medical leave. Um, but people that are traditionally college age. And then I have young adult groups that are typically post-college, really ages 22 to 30-ish as well. Okay, okay. And are the families ever involved or is that a, is that something that you do? And I'm just, I'm just asking that out of curiosity. Sure, so the families uh, can be involved if they would like to. Um, mm -hmm. Often they're involved in terms of um, a, a comprehensive team where I'm doing the group therapy and then someone else, one of my colleagues might be doing family therapy or right. perhaps they're doing a parent group mm -hmm. that's okay. separate. I don't do the combined groups right now. Okay, right. And again, brilliant if I had only known about DBT and somebody like you that, and I, I hadn't, didn't even think about it um, when I was doing my own research that you know it was i saw it for teens and i saw it for adults like i didn't see mm -hmm. then like oh my gosh what about that that gap right there that's a huge important gap i mean that that's kind of the you know i mean childhood is important but so are those early years you know that the 18 to like you said 30 you know when you're or the 18 to 25 now we know that the brain the human brain is not fully developed until until about 25 so all of those years that they are you know we're like okay 18 and you're you know you're an adult now but no there's so much growing and learning and my gosh if we could teach everybody how to uh, practice these dbt skills i mean life would be very different well, I agree. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's true. It's that that age group can be really, really fun to work with because often they're so motivated. They really want to learn these skills and they really want to make changes in their lives and, 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 you know, move forward in certain ways. And so that can be really exciting. And the groups are a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, um, and going back to the, um, the, there's the, the often a family group mm -hmm. or family, um, 
uh, family group where they can learn skills and where they can um, be with other families that other parents who are um, who are going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And can you speak into a little bit about how it's when with the family group, it's not necessarily, it's not that you're just learning how to, you know, you're learning the skills too, so that you can put those skills into practice so that your kids can see you using those skills as well. Because, you know, one of the, the reason that I do the work that I do is because our kids are watching us all the time, even when we're, you know, when they're in their twenties, right? They're still watching us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So the parent groups are so important for exactly the reasons that you said. So it's in order to um, learn and practice the skills themselves um, so that they can use them so they can model them for their children and also that so that they can support and recognize when their children are trying to use skills um, and, and really encourage that as well. Right. Because right, if right. you don't know the language and what they're doing, it, it, you, you might misunderstand it. Um, and so I think it's also helpful for, again, having that common language in terms right. of supporting your, your child's skill use too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you have helped us to really understand what DBT is and, and why. I mean, again, when I, um, when I found out that I had uh, ADHD about... 20, about 20 years ago. Um, and it took me, you know, up until a couple of year, a year ago for me to learn about DBT. I'd heard about it, but I hadn't. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if we all just, you know, if we all could use this or even just some of the skills, I know there are like workbooks and things that we can do. Um, but the actual being in a group and going through the process is a game changer. Yeah. And again, it's not perfect and it's not going to make your life circumstances go away, but it does help you to, you know, I, I love the, the coping skills is what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, and it, and it gives you a, a, both a way of understanding yourself, but also concrete things to do in the moment, right? right? Which, which it, it can just be enormously helpful that you have, yeah. that you have a toolbox and things that you can, that you can draw from. Yeah, I love that the toolbox, but you have to fill it first, right? You have you have a toolbox, but you, and it it's you have to know helpful. what they're for and when to use it and how and and it takes practice. Exactly, and practice that's the thing. <laughs> the more you practice, the easier it is to pull it out of the, the toolbox. You know, when you're in when you're in a funk or in a fight or flight situation. So, Jackie, what would be the most important thing for um for our ADHD moms with ADHD adolescents, what would, would be the most, and maybe even a step that they could take um, to support their kids with DBT? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I think the most important skill for parents to use with their teens is validation. Mm, and um, when uh, moms have ADHD and their kids have ADHD, that's actually a, a uh, helpful for validation because you might really understand more than others what it is your child is experiencing. Right. And um, sometimes the skill can feel like you're not doing anything, but you are. Mm -hmm. it, it, it goes a long way. So it's really mm -hmm. about um, reflecting, recognizing what it is your child is experiencing, what emotions mm -hmm. they're having, and communicating in some way that it makes sense, that it's okay, that it's understandable. Right, right. And, and that we're not fixing it. 
it's not a, it's just a validation and whoop, i have learned over the past um two years to do a lot more listening <laughs> than mm -hmm. trying to fix you know i think that's and the validation is huge and i'm finding that with my kids that the mm -hmm. more when when things come up and i um and i say something like wow that's got to be really hard you know zip and what I want to do is blah, I want to help, but right. stopping myself. And because when I go further, you're teaching, right? And it's not the validation anymore. It's the, yeah. Exactly. And parents so often are problem solvers, especially because, you know, you don't want your child to be suffering. You want to help them solve their problems. And when they're right. younger, you do more of that. It just, it makes sense. They need more of, yeah. of you, of, of your problem solving skills because they don't have them. But as they get older, um, uh, you, you might do less of that as a parent, or it might not be as welcome uh, right. from your child. And the validation, again, like just like you're saying, can really make a big difference. And yeah. you know, you can ask, do they want suggestions, um, if you like. Uh, but focusing on the validation really, really can help both improve the relationship, help your child understand their own reactions better, um, and then sometimes they can figure things out from there. Yeah, well, that's the brilliant thing, right? The, the it sounds hard, and then <laughs> so that they can figure it out. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Jackie, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and expertise in DBT. And can you share with our listeners how they can find you? Sure. So um, my practice is called Village Psychology. And so you can go to the website villagepsych.com. So it's villagepsych.com. And there's contact information about me there. You can find out more about my um, uh, practice and um, background. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. It's been amazing. And um, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation and I really appreciate all you're doing to get out the word on DBT. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Goodbye for now. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.